Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Really looking forward to geeking out on some of my favorite stuff today, the science of how our body works and how we can optimize its function, especially when we can do it just by simply eating better, eating differently, adding in a few things, taking out a few other things. Back in episode 450, 450, I kicked off a new series that I'm really pumped about, Food as Medicine. And that is not in any way meant to replace the importance and the need for traditional medicinal therapies and traditional medicine. However, food is more than fuel. And there are so many foods out there that have medicinal properties, health-promoting properties, healing properties beyond fuel, beyond flavor, beyond recipes, And I'm excited to explore some of that with you. And in episode 450, which I will link to in the show notes over on primalpotential.com, in episode 450, we talked about coconut. We talked about the different types of fat in the coconut and the way those fats act in the body, some of them as antifungals, some of them as antivirals, some as antibacterials, and they're all a little bit different. This is the second episode in the Food as Medicine series, and we are talking about turmeric. It is often pronounced turmeric, but there is, in fact, two R's, or I guess I should say there are, in fact, two R's, and now I feel like a pirate, but uh, turmeric, tomato, tomato, however you want to say it, turmeric is how I do. I'm really excited about this one because prior to Primal Potential, Prior to starting my own business, I worked in the supplement industry. And one of the products that I worked on, probably earlier in my tenure, it wasn't one of the more recent ones, but one of them was a curcumin supplement. And curcumin is one of the active compounds in turmeric, really responsible for a lot of the medicinal properties we're going to talk about today. So curcumin and curcuminoids are active compounds within turmeric, which is a root, and we are going to dive into it today. But I remember back when I was working on that supplement, being both really impressed by the wide range of health benefits, but also really discouraged by the lack of quality supplement out there. And that really hasn't changed very much since then, because as we see with a lot of supplements, They just are not as bioavailable as the food, right? So when we try to extract certain compounds from food to put them into a supplement form, 
for either a financial opportunity or for ease, simplicity, whatever it is, typically we don't get near the benefit that we get from the food source. Now, there are a couple of exceptions, but by and large, it is true that in the food form, you have dramatically more benefit and dramatically more bioavailability or accessibility to the body than you do in supplement form. So let's start with the very basics. What is turmeric? What does it do? How does it act in the body? Then we'll talk about the difference between powdered turmeric that you can get in the spice section of any grocery store and turmeric root. We will talk about a couple of recipes and if you are going to go the supplement route, what you really want to look for. So the benefits of turmeric come in large part from the fact that it is an adaptogen. Turmeric is what is known as an adaptogen, and I am intentionally going to try and slow my normal pace in this podcast because I know I have a tendency to be like the micro machines guy and talk really, really fast, but I know that some of the heavier science stuff requires just a little bit of a slightly slower pace, and you always have the ability to put this on double time if you are that bold, but I want to go through this really slowly because it is so important. I don't want to lose anybody, but as always, if you have questions, if you don't understand something or there's something you feel I leave out, do not hesitate to head right over to primalpotential.com. Go to the show notes page for this episode and just leave a comment and I will happily get back to you. I'm always happy to do follow-up Q&A episodes if necessary on any podcast, not even if necessary, just if desired. So turmeric is a root in the ginger family and it is an adaptogen. Adaptogens are naturally occurring substances that help the body adapt, right? That's why it's called an adaptogen. It's no coincidence that the word adapt is in adaptogen. They help the body normalize, especially to things like stress and fatigue. So adaptogens are naturally occurring compounds that just sort of balance things out and normalize, bring you away from the outer fringes and back to a place where your body is better able to cope with the demands it has on it. Adaptogens help to improve your response or increase your resilience to stressors, whether those are physical stressors or emotional stressors or both, right? Now, adaptogens don't take away the need we have to reduce our physical and emotional stressors and improve our response to them, but they help us normalize our response. They bring us in from those outer edges. So like I said, you've probably seen turmeric in the grocery store. It is a root in the ginger family, and I have actually accidentally purchased turmeric thinking I was getting ginger because they do look very similar until you peel them. Ginger, once you peel it, is kind of like a light yellow color. Turmeric is bright, bright, bright orange, goldish, and it will dye your fingers that color as well. I'm sitting here looking at mine right now because I've been playing with recipes today. My fingers are definitely yellow-orange-ish. So turmeric is brighter in color by far, by far. So when we look at turmeric, the root that we get in the produce section of the vegetable versus turmeric, the powder in the spice aisle, we lose a lot 
when we go from the root to the spice. So in general, and I've talked about this, uh, I think most recently when we talked about omega-3s, anytime we strip one thing from a whole food to put it in supplement form, whether we're talking about omega-3s from fish or we're talking about uh, turmeric from turmeric root, we're taking parts and leaving others, okay? The challenge is that the whole food is brilliantly designed with cofactors required for absorption. So when we take turmeric from the root and we distill it into its powdered form, we lose a lot of the cofactors required for absorption. The powdered form does not deliver even a fractional amount of the health benefits or the bioavailability that we see in the root form. So just know that you lose a lot going to the powdered form than you have when you're in the root form. So when you can, and when we're talking about benefits of turmeric as we go through this episode, know that you will get far more benefits as well as significantly increased bioavailability or ability for your body to metabolize, digest, utilize it in the root form than you will in the powder form. Specifically, in the root form, the naturally occurring whole food form, there are these oils present in turmeric root that are not present in turmeric powder that are a huge part of not only the health benefits, but also the ability of your body to digest it. Turmeric really needs fat. It's lipophilic in nature in order to be utilized by the body, and we kind of miss that when it's in the powdered form. That is not to say that it's either the root or nothing. You just need to use dramatically more of the powder than you would the root to get the health benefits, and you'll have to consider other factors like black pepper, like other fats, in combination with the powder and the increased dosage of the powder to be comparable to the root. It's about a 10 to 1 ratio required before we even talk about bioavailability, but just active components uh, and health benefits. So 10 times as much powder would give you the benefit of 10 times less in the root, right? So if we're talking about one gram of fresh turmeric root, that would be the equivalent of about 10 grams of turmeric powder, right? So I know we're sort of getting ahead a little bit because we haven't talked about the benefits, so let's go ahead and do that. I just wanted to lead off with the differentiation between the root and the powder so you don't just go to the grocery store and pick up turmeric powder because it lasts longer and it's maybe easier to use than turmeric root. If you can get turmeric root, definitely do that and I will give you some ideas on how to use it. When we look at the root, The active component that drives the majority of the health benefits we're going to talk about are a class of compounds called curcuminoids. You've probably seen supplements that are curcumin supplements, or maybe you've seen curcumin on a on the back of a label for some type of like drink mix or something. The curcuminoids are the active component driving the majority of the benefits found within turmeric. 
And these benefits, cognitive health, uh, we're talking about immune health, anti-cancer, etc. And when we look at both turmeric and the active component of curcuminoids, there have been animal studies, there have been human studies, and they all point to a very wide array of benefits. Oftentimes with a supplement, we're looking at it in one particular way, like it's an antioxidant or it's an anti-inflammatory. But when it comes to curcuminoids and specifically to turmeric, we are talking, yes, powerful anti-inflammatory benefits, antioxidant benefits, immune benefits, as well as cell health slash anti-cancer, brain health, uh, antidepressant effects. It is serious business. It inhibits uh, enzymes that trigger inflammation. It is a powerful detox agent. It has the ability to turn on and turn off cellular expression related to um, cell death in unhealthy cells. It's a big hitter. It is a heavy, heavy hitter. Now, because we're going to talk a lot about inflammation and the specific mechanisms by which turmeric reduces inflammation, I want to just kind of shift the way you think about inflammation. And I try to say this most of the time when we talk about inflammation, but I want to break this mold that we fall into naturally of thinking inflammation, joint pain, or inflammation, workouts. It is so much more than that. Typically, when I say something is an anti-inflammatory, we start thinking about joint pain or arthritis, which makes a lot of sense. But the key to remember and what I want you to open up your mind to really be thinking about as we talk about the anti-inflammatory effects is that inflammation is the starting point of basically every single disease, every single one. And inflammation changes your brain's ability to regulate hormones. So inflammation impacts your adrenals. Inflammation impacts your thyroid. Inflammation impacts estrogen and progesterone and testosterone, as well as the neurotransmitters in your brain that impact mood and energy and depressive symptoms, serotonin, etc., So inflammation is a big deal, way beyond joint pain. Inflammation is about dementia. Inflammation is about things like Alzheimer's because we see inflammatory states of the brain that lead to significant health issues. So as we get deeper into the science of this, I want you to keep in mind that view of inflammation, and I also want you to be thinking about turmeric more from the utilization of the root, because that's going to be far more efficacious, rather than going out and looking for the latest, greatest curcumin supplement or turmeric powder, etc. I want to begin with turmeric's impact on depression and anxiety. So let's go back to what I said at the start in terms of the adaptogen nature of turmeric. So turmeric is classified as an adaptogen. That word adapt means it helps us to normalize things. So it normalizes our neurotransmitter function, those communicators within the brain, serotonin, noradrenaline. Curcumin increases the levels 
of your feel-good chemicals like serotonin and dopamine, and it normalizes your response to adrenaline and noradrenaline. So it's not like a sedative effect. It doesn't make you check out, but it brings you back off the fringes. And that is one of the ways that it has a positive impact on depressive symptoms and symptoms of anxiety, all right? The other reason that it has an impact on depression and anxiety goes back to its role as an anti-inflammatory because people who suffer from depression have more inflammation in their brain and they suffer from more oxidative stress or free radical damage to their bodies and their brains. When we have chronic inflammation, that decreases levels of serotonin and dopamine, those feel-good chemicals. So when we have chronic inflammation, we have less of those feel-good chemicals, serotonin and dopamine, and uh, turmeric and curcuminoids help to reduce inflammation, which is one of the ways by which they have antidepressive symptoms, okay? So that is really, really important to talk about. The inflammatory effects, though, are systemic and very broad in their impact. So I want to go deep down the science rabbit hole for a few minutes, keeping it super, super common sense. And again, if I lose you at any point along the way, do not hesitate to just head over to primalpotential.com, leave a comment in the show notes page, and I am happy to follow up and clarify. One of the pathways by which turmeric influences and reduces inflammation is by blocking what is called NF-kappa-B. NF-kappa-B is one of the inflammatory signaling pathways, and it stands for nuclear factor kappa-beta, all right? NF-kappa-B, or nuclear factor kappa-beta, is a protein, and it's a protein that basically turns on or turns off inflammation in the body, right? And remember that turmeric acts as an adaptogen, so it is adapting our stress response. It is normalizing our stress response as opposed to blunting it because inflammation can be healthy and good and normal and it protects us. So it's not that it is turning off our inflammatory pathway, but as an adaptogen, it's normalizing it. It's bringing us to a more balanced place. And part of the way that it does this is by its activity or its impact on NF-kappa-B. As we age, normal, natural, and part of why we see higher rates of cancer in older people than in younger people, as we age, NF-kappa-B expression in the body, it goes up. And what this means is, as we age, the impact of the the natural increase of NF-kappa-B expression is more inflammation. And because of this more widespread inflammation that happens naturally as we age, we see things from heart disease to diabetes and Alzheimer's and arthritis, all a a side effect or a, a repercussion of higher levels of inflammation in the body, all right? Now, here comes turmeric, curcuminoids, when taken regularly, reducing the expression of NF-kappa B. So turning down that systemic inflammatory response in the body. Because 
When inflammation goes rogue, we're talking Alzheimer's, we're talking dementia, we're talking arthritis and uh, atherosclerosis, diabetes, you name it, a whole host of development of cancer, etc. So NF-kappa B, when it is unchecked, it triggers lots of chronic conditions. And one of those things that happens when NF-kappa B goes rogue is that it tells our cells to keep dividing and replicating and dividing and replicating and ignoring what would otherwise be there as a call for the cell to die. Now, we want unhealthy cells to die. That's really important. But as we age and NF-kappa B increases with age, it basically tells the cells, just keep on keeping on, divide, divide, divide. Well, what does that mean? That's the beginning of, of cancer, right? When unhealthy cells, instead of dying off like they're supposed to, like our bodies are wired to have them do, NF-kappa B says, eh, no, 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 keep on keeping on. And it's not just cancer. It's damage to joint tissues and therefore the promotion of arthritis, right? All sorts of neurologic disorders that are triggered by inflammation and also asthma because that inflammation of our airways makes it harder to breathe. So the way that NF-kappa B works is it's typically in the heart of the cell, right? And it is bound to these proteins that inhibit its actions. Bear with me. I know this is getting science-y and, and sometimes we start to yawn, but just bear with me for a second. So we're in the cytoplasm of the cell. And NF-kappa B is inactive here because it's bound to these proteins that keep it from working. But when there is a stressor, whether that is emotional stress, physical stress, free radical damage, environmental toxins in the food we eat or the water we drink or the alcohol we drink or cigarette smoke. When the body is under stress, NF-kappa B is activated. Those inhibitory proteins release it and they say, uh-oh, there is a problem here. But that problem could be that you just got pissed off that you lost your keys, or that problem could be a virus or a bacteria. But what happens is as that increases, NF-kappa B goes freaking rogue, and it goes to the command center of the cell, the heart of the cell, the nucleus of the cell, and when it's in there, ready to go rogue, it binds to DNA, and then it's there as a little manipulative switch turning on inflammation, turning off inflammation. And that is where real problems can happen. So what these curcuminoids do is they act right in the heart of the cell, right in the nucleus of the cell. And they prevent the activation of NF-kappa B. And that is how they control inflammation that influences so many different things. Brain health, arthritis, uh, plaque formation in the brain. And it goes far beyond that, right? We see that the NF-kappa B blocking activity of curcumin helps to uh, prevent can skin cancer cells from multiplying because it's the NF-kappa B that's saying multiply, multiply, grow, grow, grow. And we see that curcumin says, nah, NF-kappa B, you're done. You're done. We are muting your signaling capability. 
And so we see that the cells are able to complete their normal death process, and we don't see the perpetuation of unhealthy cells that is at the root of so many cancers. And we don't just see that in skin cancer, because the studies, uh, human studies in melanoma, which is a form of skin cancer, have shown that curcumin helps to block the cell replication, but we also see it in human prostate cancer cells, that curcumin inhibits NF-kappa B, and when NF-kappa B is inhibited, then those prostate cancer cells do not replicate the way that they do without the action of curcumin present. So this is many of the pathways, and it has a very, very broad impact of the the way that curcumin acts on NF-kappa B and how that is not just good for brain health, but also for depressive and anxiety symptoms and also for um, cancer development. You name it, it is a big deal. Back when I was doing my research for the supplement company, I was like, holy moly, <laughs> why are we not using more of this? And, and, the, and the reason is because it's very, very difficult to get it to have its potency in supplement form. But it's like, so use the freaking root, which is what I endeavored to create today with some recipes that I'll share with you guys in a few minutes. But anyway, taking a little bit of a turn here, the vegans and vegetarians are going to get excited about this one. And it's almost obvious when you think about it. So turmeric is a staple in a lot of Indian cuisines, and a lot of Indian cultures are vegetarian or vegan. And it is cool the way that works out, because one of the big issues with vegetarian and vegan diets is that they don't get enough of those essential fatty acids, EPA and DHA. EPA and DHA are the special omega-3s that carry the the weight of the health benefits. So when we talk about the heart health benefits and the cognitive benefits of omega-3s, we're talking about EPA and DHA. But EPA and DHA are present in the animal-derived omega-3s and the plant-derived omega-3s, like flax, they have omega-3s, but not much of the EPA and DHA. And while you can convert those other omega-3s to EPA and DHA, the human body is not good at it. It's very inefficient. Here's where curcuminoids and turmeric come into play. Turmeric actually increases the conversion of these other plant-based omega-3s to EPA and DHA because typically only about 1% ish, 5% of EPA, 1% DHA, we see really, really low levels, sub 10, sub 5% conversion of omega-3s from plant sources to EPA and DHA. But when turmeric comes into the picture, that conversion rate increases dramatically. So when we supplement with vegan or vegetarian forms of omega-3, whether that's flax or whatever your preference is, only about 5% of that is able to be converted to EPA, way less than that to DHA, so we have a real lack. But those numbers jump dramatically when turmeric is in the picture. So for somebody that doesn't eat fish or doesn't eat fish often and is taking an omega-3, 
whether it's a plant-based omega-3 or even when it's an animal-based omega-3, a fish-based omega-3 that just has more regular omega-3s than it has EPA and DHA, which is very typical, adding turmeric to the mix makes it so more of it turns into the real beneficial heavy hitter omega-3s, EPA and DHA, which is what we really want. Switching from omega-3 to omega-6, omega-6 is an issue because it drives inflammation. But another way that turmeric and curcuminoids help to keep inflammation at bay is by blocking omega-6 fatty acids from going down the pro-inflammatory pathway. So there's this big, long biochemical pathway that we won't get into today by which omega-3 or omega-6 fatty acids trigger inflammation. And turmeric helps to block that pathway. There are a couple of warnings, though. So I don't want to, like, what happens when we start talking about this is some people think, oh, my God, more is more is more is more is more, and I need to put turmeric root in breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It does have a blood thinning effect in excess. Not in excess, it is not an issue. But number one, if you go crazy and you start downing two inches of turmeric root every single day, you might have a problem. And if you are on a blood thinner presently, talk to your doctor before adding anything that can have a blood thinning effect in excess. The question that I know is going to come up is, are supplements useless? Some are absolutely, without question, a waste of your money, but some aren't, right? Here's the reality, though. No matter what the supplement is, it is not as beneficial as turmeric root. When we look at supplements and also when we look at turmeric powder, the, the absorption, the bioavailability is going to be an issue. So in a supplement sense, do not buy a curcumin or a turmeric supplement that does not have something like bioperin or black pepper extract because those increase the absorption. The black pepper, bioperin is just a, a trademark type of black pepper, uh, will increase the absorption. So if it just says turmeric or curcuminoids, that is not good enough. All right. So that's one thing you want to look for. And then you also want to look for the standardization of curcuminoids. So what this basically means is there's turmeric, and then there's the active component of curcuminoids. And you want to know, this is the big issue with supplements, most of them don't disclose, and most consumers don't really know what they're looking for, but a good quality supplement is going to disclose the percentage to which the curcuminoids are standardized, right? So what you want to look for, if you are buying a turmeric or a curcumin supplement, you want to look for something that is standard to 95% curcuminoids or higher. And also that it has bioprin, piperin, black pepper extract, something that sounds like that because that increases the absorption and the bioavailability. The other thing to keep in mind is that many of the active compounds are lipophilic. Lipo referring to fat, philic referring to love. They require fat in order to be utilized. So when we look at traditional Indian cuisine, they would often uh, use turmeric root and boil it in ghee 
or uh, butter with the milk fat removed. And that wasn't just because butter is delicious, but also because it helped the body to be able to digest and absorb the, the compounds from the turmeric. So taking a supplement on an empty stomach that is lipophilic in nature is not a good idea. You want to have it at mealtime with a meal containing fat, okay? So definitely keep that in mind. But the gold standard is always, not always, most of the time, and certainly in the case of turmeric, the whole food is better. There are a couple of exceptions. Turmeric is not one of them. When there are exceptions, I will tell you what they are. But we're going to get far more from the root. So where can you find turmeric root? Well, just this morning, I went to a regular grocery store, Roche Brothers. So I wasn't at Whole Foods or anything fancy, just Roche Brothers. And right next to the ginger, they had turmeric root. And I got a ton of it, probably enough for 20 or more recipes. I don't know how it was weighed and it's downstairs, so I can't tell you right now. Um, But I got a whole lot of it for six bucks. And oftentimes, this was like in a container, but typically, the way I've always seen it every other time I've seen it at the grocery store, it's sold just like ginger root. So you can just pick up a small piece or a whole bunch of pieces, but that is usually the way that it is sold. So that is how I got it today, just a regular grocery store. And one recommendation I had heard in terms of how to use it is just to make a quick little shot. And what I heard as the recommendation, and I tried today, which led to another recipe I created that I'll share with you in a minute and also will link to in the show notes, is just to take about a cup of hot water and blend it with a tablespoon of tomato paste and about a one quarter inch piece of turmeric root peeled. And you just throw that in the blender. I will say that if you have a crappy blender, you'll probably want to chop your turmeric first. Um, I have a Vitamix, and so I just threw the quarter inch piece in with a cup of hot water and a tablespoon of tomato paste. I added a little bit of salt, and I just took it like a shot. And it was like a thick concentrated tomato soup, but it was good. And that is one way to do it, but I don't like getting a blender dirty outside of a meal. Like if I'm going to do that and have to do the dishes because I don't love to spend a ton of time in the kitchen, I want to make a meal out of it. And growing up, one of my favorite things in the world was uh, tomato soup with macaroni, like Campbell's tomato soup, put a little milk in it, add macaroni. That was one of my favorite things. And so when I had this shot, I was like, I bet I could with a little bit of effort not much more than it took to put three ingredients in the blender, make a killer tomato soup. So I did. I took a bulb of garlic, and I'm going to put this recipe in the show notes, but I'm going to describe it here. So I took a bulb of garlic, and I tossed it in the oven to roast it. Then in the blender, again, I use a good blender. A crappy blender probably wouldn't be very helpful here. I've had crappy blenders, so I know how crappy they are compared to the Vitamix I have now. But I took two cups of water in the blender, And I added one clove of the roasted garlic, one six-ounce can of organic tomato paste, and I get that from Thrive Market. That way I don't have to hunt and search for organic tomato paste in the grocery store, and it's cheaper and it comes right to my door. I will also link to that in the show notes. So in the blender, we've got two cups of water, we've got one clove of roasted garlic, we have one six-ounce can of tomato paste, 
I peeled a one inch piece of turmeric root as opposed to the quarter inch piece I used when I was just making the shot. And then about a quarter teaspoon of salt. I put it in the blender and then I put it into a saucepan on the stove. Now the Vitamix does have a soup function that you can use to make it hot. Uh, so that is an option, but I just didn't want to run the blender for that long. So I put it in a saucepan on the stove after it was all pureed and I tossed in a handful of diced, um, not diced, but like Mm, ribboned, I don't know the right cooking term, but I just chopped up a bunch of basil. There we go. I chopped up a bunch of basil and let that simmer in there as it heated up. That was so good. Now, here's what I'm going to do to it the next time. I'm going to cook a bunch of cauliflower rice and I'm going to put that in the soup like it's macaroni and tomato soup that I used to love so much when I was a kid. So that is two ways to do it. I know my mom uses turmeric root and she grates it into, so she peels it and then she grates it like you would do ginger and does that when she's making homemade chicken soup. So that's another way to use it. Golden milk has become all the rage lately, either using cow's milk or some nut milk alternative and you add in whether it is turmeric root or turmeric powder and all sorts of different things like cinnamon and that is all the rage right now. I found a great option for that if you are into like hot teas or lattes. This could be a great way for you if you don't want to mess with turmeric root and it getting your hands all yellow. Uh, Thrive Market has a Gaia Herbs Golden Milk Powder. And the great thing about it is it has two adaptogens. So it has turmeric root, but it also has ashwagandha. Ashwagandha is another adaptogen. So it has some of the normalizing benefits that we see with turmeric root. And it has black pepper fruit, which is going to help with that absorption. So I will link to that Golden Milk Powder from Thrive Market. And then aside from the food beverage preparation. If you're just looking for a supplement, there are a million options, but not all of them are good ones. One that I like is the Four Sigmatic Adaptogen Blend. So Four Sigmatic is the brand. Adaptogen Blend is the product name. And it is curcuminoids, but also other adaptogens that help with that normalizing effect on the body without in any way making you groggy or sleepy. Uh, it is available on Thrive Market. I will link to it there on primalpotential.com, the show notes for this episode, uh, because it's cheaper there. So check that stuff out. I am a big, big fan of working in the root in any way that you can. I'm certainly going to be doing that, whether it's in the tomato shot or the tomato soup or chicken soup. Um, it's not like a really strong flavor, so it's not going to totally overpower whatever you put it with, but it's certainly not bland either. So lots of different options for that. But if you want to go the golden milk route or the supplement route, I will put those links up on the show notes. I'm a big fan of getting that stuff through Thrive. That's where I get my organic tomato paste um, because I don't see the point in introducing toxins and pesticides when I'm doing something to help reduce my body's stress load. And toxins and pesticides certainly only increase it. So I get that stuff through Thrive, save big, makes a difference right to my door. If you go through Thrive Market, dot com slash primal potential you'll save an additional 25% on that first order and get free shipping on that first order and a free 30-day trial membership to see if it is right for you so hopefully 
you guys really enjoyed learning a little bit about turmeric in terms of its medicinal benefits. If you have questions, do not hesitate to ask. I am always happy to help with that. And we will sign off with a reminder that the waitlist is now open for the spring fat loss fast track. I will link to that over on the show notes, or you can just go to primalpotential.com forward slash FLFT dash waitlist. FLFT is fat loss fast track. So primalpotential.com forward slash FLFT dash waitlist. But if you don't want to remember that URL, no big deal. Just go over to the show notes because you're going to grab those recipes anyway. And right under the word resources, you will see a link to get on the waitlist for the spring fat loss fast track, which starts on April 1st. So registration will open up first to the waitlist in March. Hope you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 